Hi guys and gals, gals and guys. Welcome. Welcome to the next episode. This is episode five. So I'm feeling very sad tonight. I don't know if you can tell from the audio, but I'm actually in the tub and recording this. So if you hear any water <laughs> or splashing around, it's because I'm in the tub. Um, the tub for me is, you know, kind of like a glass of wine. I can't have one. can't have a glass of wine because I'm allergic to alcohol, but I can soak in the tub. It's always been comforting for me. So, I wasn't going to make an episode tonight um, because I wanted to sit here and be sad and wallow in my sadness in the tub. But I got to thinking, isn't that what I would always do? Like, isn't that the same old action? Like, I'm going to challenge you guys that when you are starting to see the patterns in your life or when you're starting to deal with your depression or your demons, your CPTSD, I'm going to challenge you to try and take a different route than what you normally do. Break away from your old MO. So for me, I would just sit there and be sad. Think on it. So if I'm going to think on it, I might as well as process it, right? Because that's what is working for me. That is what is helping me to get through all of this trauma and to really come out the other side loving myself. So right now I, I don't love myself very much. And let's talk about why. Rejection. So rejection for me is... A big thing like and it always has been if you listen to my first episode I, I let you know that my husband walking away from me leaving me was the moment that I fall into that despair that hopelessness that hopelessness because I feel like unwanted I feel unloved I feel rejected and it takes me right back to my core like to my childhood to what am I not doing good enough Like, where am I going wrong? Because I swear, like, I know, I know all these positive things about me. So when you get sad like this, you know, I want you to try and think about the positives. So right now in my current situation, you know, I know a lot of positives about me. I know that I'm good company. I know that I am strong. I know that I'm a good mother. I know I'm funny. I know I'm beautiful. I know I'm smart. I'm, I have so many good qualities, right? So why is it that the thought of somebody else not wanting to be around me hurts so much? You know, like even just as a friend, like I don't, because I feel like I would bend over backwards, right? Like I feel like I would give the shirt off my back, quite literally, whatever you need. 
and when I get rejected, I guess I just, I take it too personally, right? I take it way too personally because if I sit here and this is the same challenge I made before, like I challenge you to, to take something that is, you know, uh, something that is a fact or an opinion that you have heard from somebody else about you that has hurt your feelings. And instead of getting upset about it, I want you to try and find the truth in it, the little grain of truth. Okay. So I'm taking this way too personal because whatever the person on the other end, on the other side, that's doing the rejection, because I've had a lot of rejection lately. Whoever that person is, like, they have their own thing going on too, right? The same thing that I talked about with my mother, the way that I can reframe that, like, you can only see with your filters. Everybody has their own life, their own agenda, their own things they're going through. One thing that I would love to reteach myself as an adult is that no is not a bad word. No is not a bad word. And you learn it when you're a child and it's not bad, right? No, don't touch the stove, it's hot. No, don't do that. No, you can't stay up past curfew. And you don't sit there and think that it's the end of the world. I mean, maybe you did because you were a child, but I mean, you knew that it was gonna be okay and you were gonna move on. So why and when does no become such a bad and hurtful word? When people say no, I want you to try to reframe it and think of it as they're not saying no to you personally, especially if they don't even know you. They're setting their healthy boundaries. They're letting you know who they are and let them. Like they're letting you know their feelings. You have to be respectful of that because every human being has its own dignity and worth. So I wanted to sit here and I wanted to be sad because it's easy. Working on yourself is just that. It's work. It's hard work. It's a lot easier to just fall into the pattern of woe is me, poor, poor, pitiful me. That's a really good song. <laughs> now I have it stuck in my head. So, really, I think what is happening is that it used to be that I would just, anybody that would take me, like, I had no standards when it came to men. Like, anybody that would take me, I was okay with it. And now that I'm setting standards, like, I have to understand that these men that I am reaching for, like, they have their own agendas, they have their own goals, too. And they have their own feelings, their own processes of where they're at that have nothing to do with me. And it does not mean that I am a bad person or that I am unwanted or unlovable. I know that I am lovable. I know that I have so much love to give. And I have had quite a few men tell me how attractive and how beautiful I am. I'm starting to believe it a little bit. I don't know if that's good for my head, but... I do know one thing, I have never actively sought after a man that I thought was extremely attractive because I think because I'm afraid of the rejection, right? How 
I don't know, I always made excuses. Like, I always thought that it would be nice to have a man in my life that wasn't as go, go, go as me because he could calm me down. He could level me out. Like, opposites attract, right? Because I am so go, go, go. I've got five kids. Like, every day, every day I'm go, go, going. Like, if I'm, I'm doing something for my business, I'm doing something around the house, I'm trying to sell it, I'm reorganizing, I'm flipping everything over, I'm thinking of remodeling, like the stand-up comedy, I'm doing a podcast <laughs> right now. Like, I have two-year-old twins. I'm a busy lady. And yet, I still manage to accomplish everything that I set out to do. Like, you better believe that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to freaking do it. I hope I've shown that. I know I've stayed true to that. So no is not a bad word. I know that I will find a man that appreciates me and that will will love me. And I need to appreciate me and love me because that's why rejection hurts, right? But if I know my worth, then it's not like rejection. It's like, hey, you know what? Thanks for thanks for not wasting my time. Thanks for not playing games. Like, thanks for being a grown-up. Like, I don't know. If you don't want to be my friend and you don't want to hang out and you just flat out say it, like, I don't want to be here. Okay, cool. Like, if I invite you over 20 million times and you never show up, It is what it is. I mean, I should be happy with what I have. If you're happy with what you have, how could you ever want more, right? But I am proud of me because instead of wallowing in rejection or reaching out to an ex, which I thought about for a second, I'm going to be strong, you know, I'm going to end the cycle because I know everything will be okay. At the end of the day, I have me, I have my kids, I have my business. I have a legacy already. And I'll find somebody in due time. Due time and due process, right? I earn it. So yeah, rejection. I need to find a way to reframe it in my mind as something positive. Like instead of thinking that a person is rejecting me, if I think back on times that I have rejected a person, you know, it's still going to hurt because it always means that there's something, some character trait, something about them, even if it's something personal in me that you know, I can't be around them. Like, it's just, it's not good. And I guess if everybody was an open communicator and really expressed that, then we could leave with having that knowledge, having that understanding and move on and be able to process it. But newsflash people, we're not mind readers. And 
people suck. Like people are not going to be open and honest and raw. A lot of people are reserved and live inside of their head way too much. And I'm never going to know what you're thinking because unfortunately I'm not a mind reader. Like I would love to try and be a mind reader. Like I'm, I tried to meditate last night. I still, still can't get that third eye awake. I still can't, you know, get my, my spirits above me to talk to me, to show me signs, anything like that. Um, still can't even see any colors trying to do lucid dreaming. That didn't work. I even put a nicotine patch on because you have crazy dreams on nicotine patches and drank a bunch of water before going to bed with the hopes that I would wake up having to pee so I'd be in the middle of a dream and be able to write it down. No such luck. I haven't been sleeping very well at night. So um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me that know me personally and give me messages and let me know how much the podcast has meant to them. Um, how much they feel like they have a better understanding of me and who I am. And also they let me know, you know, that they never saw that in me, that they always saw me as a strong, determined, motivated individual that just got things done. Like, seriously, let's think about that for a minute. Like, I have no problem with solving things at work. I have no problem with being the doer of impossible things. Like, every single thing that somebody has told me was impossible at work, I accomplished. Like, to me, impossible is nothing when it comes to, say, my skill set. Or let's talk about my son. Let's talk about Max. Let's talk about his ASD, like, and his teachers that wrote in his IEP that his goal is to be able to count to nine because... They did an assessment at the school where they took him away from me and he didn't do any of the tasks they wanted him to do. But my boy is a genius. If you don't believe me, check out my YouTube page. So yeah, I'm going to stop for a second. Um, you can get a hold of me by looking me up on Facebook, Tiffany Rose Gillison. Send me a friend request. Um, and then from there, you can get to my YouTube. Uh, I have it all public, my podcast on Spotify. If you listen to my podcast on Spotify, you can leave me comments. Um, I think, I do believe I have the comment section turned on. But I don't have any way of anyone being able to reach me, you know, on this public RSS domain that I'm currently paying for. And by the way, I'm never going to charge anybody to listen to these podcasts. Um, I'm not going to monetize it. I've actually gone out. I've gone on Reddit and I've looked up people who are feeling suicidal, people who are suffering with CPTSD, and I send them links to the podcast. Um anything to help. I honestly, people, I just want to help. I send it out to Christopher Titus on Facebook. I don't know if he's going to see it and listen to it or not, but that man saved my life um, on a few occasions. And I hope that he gets to know that, that he did, you know, he did touch me with his comedy, not in an inappropriate way, but you know, <laughs> he did touch me with his comedy. So Anyway, back to what I was talking about, back to the story. So I have passion when it comes to my children. I have passion when it comes to doing something for someone else. Like right now, the fact that I'm sitting here in the tub doing this podcast is because I thought, you know what? I owe it to these other people out there too that are listening that want to know how this turns out to not give up. 
And I love that. Like, I love that that is a good positive spin that I can put on this that's going to only bring about positive things. You know, nothing negative is going to come from me having the mindset of, oh, I can't give up on myself. So that's the point that I'm trying to make here with this long-winded example. Find something that you are passionate about. This is what I'm telling myself, and hopefully you guys can listen to. And treat yourself with that same passion. So if I'm if I don't give up at work, if I don't give up on my kids, hell no, I'm a warrior. I am a warrior when it comes to my children. Why can't I be one for myself? Shouldn't I be? You know? Shouldn't I love myself? I have to live with myself for the rest of my life. And only me, myself, and I came into this world together and are leaving together. No one else. No one else. Shouldn't I start putting myself first? Shouldn't I start loving myself with the same passion that I put into my business, into my home, into my children, into my friends, into my family, into my significant others? I think I should. And I think that you should too. So no, I will not quit on me. I will not give up on me. I am the doer of impossible things and I myself might be the most impossible thing (laughs) that I (laughs) have ever came into contact with, right? But I will not be the end of me, okay? Doer of impossible things. You better believe when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. It's held true with everything so far. If I said I'm going to do it, if I said I did it, I'm going to do it and I did it. But I'm just looking for like real, honest, raw connections. Like I want to surround myself with good, positive people, with, you know, positive mindsets for the future, with goals, with direction, with drive, with not running or escaping, you know, like... I want to find a core group of people, like a baseball team, and just grow together. Like, we're starting in Little League, but we're going to play together all the way through to high school, guys. Like, that's what I want. I just, maybe I want a sitcom. (laughs) Oh, like, group of friends. I just want support. Because I have so much support to give. So much love to give. And I guess that that's why. Rejection hurts. Because I'm so open. But this is where I need to learn the second half of the let them poem. I need to let other people do as they wish. You know, I need to accept whatever it is they can give me. And I need to be true to that and I need to honor it and respect those boundaries without taking it personally. Because personally, like we just talked about, I know I'm a bad bitch. I know I'm hilarious. I know I'm smart. I know I'm beautiful. 
And I know that everyone out there listening, I believe that every one of us has a genius inside of us. Every one of us has a passion inside of us. We just might not have found it yet. We're on this earth for such a short amount of time, but it's enough time that you can reinvent yourself over and over and over. Every day you can wake up and you can say, today I'm going to be a better person. Today is going to be the day. Today is day one because every day that you wake up, as long as you're breathing, it is day one. You can change it. You can make it into whatever you want it to be. But I have found that creativity is something that really drives me. I have to create things. I've always been that way. I've always created my kids' Halloween costumes. Now I'm creating podcasts. I've always been a poet. I've always been a writer. I've always been a lyricist. I've always wrote songs. I've always sang songs. Like, I have had so many children. I'm a programmer. Like, I, I am a creator. That is what I am. And the things that I create are glorious and beautiful because they are founded on love and driven through with passion. So find what it is that speaks to you and follow it. You got to get really good at following your gut, following that intuition, being true to yourself. Once you have a passion for life and a passion for the things that you do, that passion will just exude into everything else around you. Like it'll, it'll overfill your cup. My cup runneth over. It's where I'm trying to get in life. Everything I do, I just do it with so much passion. I never want to fail. But that in itself is the wrong mindset because I know as a maintenance technician, I know as an engineering technician, I know as a programmer that when you fail, and I know by all my trials of fire that I've had, I know that when you fail, that's when you learn. Like if you can just barely skate by in life, just barely know enough to do damage, right? Yeah, you'll have a mediocre existence. But the only way that you're ever going to learn anything is to fail. And when you do fail, those are the lessons that really hit home. Like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I've had a lot of those at work. Like, oh, shit, somebody could have died. No, we're not going to do that one. Nope, nope. But honestly, if you're not breaking things, if you're not failing, you're not trying. Right? Like, you're not even trying anymore if you're not breaking things. And it doesn't matter how many times you break it, people. That's the important thing that you need to learn that I have learned out in industry and now I'm applying it to my real life. It doesn't matter how many times or how bad you break something. What matters is that you can fix it. Let's talk about a real raw moment that that just made me think of. So my grandma passed away just a couple weeks before my suicide attempt. My dad came to visit me 
up at the hospital the day before I got out and um when I was level headed, you know, when I wasn't foggy and clear and I could I could actually carry on a conversation with him and we didn't visit for very long because they only let one person come up at a time. My mom came up first, then my dad. And all he had to do was look at me and say, I need you to fix this. And all I could think was he just, this man just buried his mother. And I almost made him have to bury his daughter. On top of the fact that it's going to be Mother's Day in a couple weeks and then my birthday the week after. What am I trying to do to this man? Put him in his grave? Like, he didn't have to say any of that. Because he didn't. But I could see it. In his eyes. And all he said to me was, I need you to fix this. So that's what I'm doing, right? Because I fixed everything else around me. I fixed the house, fixed the plumbing, fixed the wall, fixed the electrical, fixed the robots, fixed the fixtures, fixed the presses, fixed the kids, fixed the dinner, fixed the husband, fixed the dogs, fixed the car. Dad helps with that one. I'm going to fix it, Dad. That's what I'm doing. I really hope that anybody listening to this podcast that knows me, that they're... I'm sure some of them are irritated with me. I've been seeing some of the comments on Facebook about airing your dirty laundry, stuff like that. But there was a moment that I had when I was up there at the hospital where a very young lady told me that she was probably going to have a happy life and something I said had something to do with it. And the way that made me feel is irreplaceable. The joy in my heart, just for the fact to know that We're not alone. You know, you feel depression and anxiety is such a lonely disease. You feel like nobody else can relate to what you're saying. But we can and we do and you're not alone. So I'm going to challenge you guys to love yourself as much as whatever it is that you have passion for. I'm going to challenge myself to not give up on myself, to be the doer of impossible things for me, the way that I am for everything else in my life. And I think that together we can get through this. I know that you guys are helping me. Just doing the podcast is helping me. Just I go back and I listen to the episodes and I'm like, yeah, you're right, Tiffany. Like, mm-hmm, that's what you need to do. I appreciate everyone who's listening. Like I said, I only want to help. The only way out is through. <laughs>